Welcome to the Far Aim Podcast. This week we are unlocking the Far Aim Podcast Audio Vault, releasing never before heard audio that uh, basically Scott Boris asked Lee Griffin a question, uh, sending the episode completely off the rails uh, to a conversation that, although good, was not relevant at all to the, uh, the previous episode. So we cut it, and I am now titling this its own episode. And it also is helping us catch up on our editing schedule because we are getting ready for 2021 and the live uh, streaming of the recording sessions that we're going to start doing for those episodes, which will will begin at the end of 2020 here, uh, is the plan. If you are interested in that live streaming, head on over to robertberger.com, B-E-R-G-E-R, and uh, click on the little live link, and that will uh, put up a page. There's an email sign up there. Uh, that'll just be on the list if you're interested in in when we go live. Um, when we figure it out, uh, I will send out an email explaining you know how to do it, how we're doing it, where where we're doing it, all that good stuff. And um, yeah, so let's roll right into it. Scott Boris asked Lee a off-topic question. You do it. <laughs> you do a weight and balance every time. <laughs> well, I mean, oh, I have to. Part twenty-five airplanes, you have to, but. Any anything, but do you weigh all the people? You don't. I noticed you guys ask me a question, then you guys both take a swig of beer, like knowing that I'm going to go with this long. (laughs) You don't have to say anything for like 15 minutes. (laughs) But I I wasn't. I wasn't really finished with my question, Lee. To you, go ahead, go ahead, ahead. please. So you do a weight and balance every time. How do you know what the people on the luggage weighs? So um, per. Uh, part 135, part uh, that, that that's commercial air carriers, uh, unscheduled air carriers, and then part 25 aircraft. So that's transport category airplanes, most jets. Um, we can do solicited weight, what's called solicited weight plus 10. So the passengers, you can. So in our case, we have dispatch that when somebody makes a reservation, uh, dispatch will ask them what their weight is. And of course, most people will, you know, kind of fib a little bit. Um, so like, let's say a specific individual says, Hey, I weigh 175. They really weigh like 205. What we are legally allowed to do is we can either choose to put them on a scale and use actual weight, or we can take solicited plus 10. So they said 175, we add 10 pounds of that they're 185. That's a hundred percent legal. That is 99% of operators out there. Once you get into airliners, different story. They have, there's an advisory circular that they're allowed to use ma- uh, maximum average passenger weights. And we can talk about that another time. We do have to use actual weights of all baggage, though. So, okay. solicited plus 10 on a passenger. We have to weigh all the bags. That's got to be a yep. pain. The little scale thing. Yeah, scale yeah, yeah, the yeah. Scales. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's all, well, there's scales and there's scales in the airport, there's scales in the plane. And then, um, uh, they have a pole like it, you'll see like some guys like in a in a super cub or something up in Alaska 185. They have like a little pole one like you would use almost when you're fishing. Oh, yep. okay. It's they got like a little to it. Okay, yeah. Yep. And you can do it, and you can do up to you know they have some of those that kind of go to a high. I don't know how yeah. high those will go, but you see 50 pound ones easy. You know, all oh, the times yeah. you just oh easy hook yeah. it on stuff, pick it up, yeah. and you can do quick mental math. You know, just round up to the what, next. You know, what are whatever. the sport fish boats down there? Down here, they got like multi hundred ones you can hook yeah. up and weigh like that. Yeah, and I didn't, I didn't know that. Like that. I didn't want to go out on a limb, but that makes sense. I mean, that's yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I you're can, gonna catch you know, huge you fish. Yeah. Uh, 
Right. But how, how do the airlines do baggage? So there's an advisory circular, and I don't know what the number is, but th- so they are, they, they use, they have a Average. specified schedule. Yeah. So like, you know, a, a carry on bag is, ex- and I'm, I've been out of it now, but a, che- uh, a carry on bag is X number of pounds. Um, a checked bag is X number of pounds. And they just, they are able to, a long time ago when they were doing their uh, building up their certificate, their operating certificate, they uh, did basically a, um, they conducted a, uh, uh, a study basically. Yeah. Uh, there's a word for it. It's escaping me right now, but they conducted a study and they determined what the average weights are for X type of bag, whether it be a carry on bag or a, or an overweight bag or a standard checked bag, they determine what those are and they all end up in it blows your mind, but it is all about the same. Like it, it will blow your mind. If you conducted a random study of, yeah, you know, these 10 close. bags that are getting checked, it ends up being the average. It is yeah. incredibly reliable. Um, you know, and I did that. I did that. At yeah. We, for a whole summer, I had them get everybody's weight going to Peely. And then I added it all up and then did the average yeah. divided by the number of numbers, right? Add up all the numbers, divide by the number of numbers. Yeah. It I was like 0.4 pounds off what the FA, I, the average is. Then you get guys like me that'll carry scuba diving lead weight yeah. in their care, in their carry on. Um, so I don't have to check a bag. So basically, yeah, but there's people. There's people though. They remember in a carry-on, uh, that carry-on is actually factored into the standard average passenger weight. That's why lap children under two years old, those are factored into if it, the carry-on weight or the average passenger weight. A carry-on bag is factored in. That's why you'll notice some air carriers don't allow carry-on bags. And that allows them to fill, like, let's say you're coming out of um, Aspen or something in the summer, which probably is rare. They don't want a lot of weight. So what they do to get around that is they, maybe some operators, they have a no carry-on baggage policy. Well, that allows them to use a lower standard average passenger weight. So they can fill up the airplane, even though you, we all know that. The dude says, he, yeah, the average is 190, but most of these fat people on here are 205, 215, whatever. It, so we know that it, it doesn't work. If you just happen to have a, a plane where there's a bunch of 300-pounders get on, I mean, an in, airliner. In an airliner? It's probably not going to have a problem with that, but they the, the FAA says that it all averages out. Yeah, yeah. Whether it does in reality or not, you can always have those anomalies and those outliers. Obviously, there's going to be some times when you're heavier than others. I mean, it's but it, the variation sure. is not that significant. Is what you're saying? No. So you have the Weight Watchers dropout convention. Hop on your plane to go to Vegas. Hey, when when you flew airlines, did you ever notice like okay, the plane's a little heavier today than normal or a little lighter oh, yeah. today? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, a lot. I mean, you you. I mean, you can notice a big difference. I take I off. I mean, it only really matters when an engine fails. Yeah. Though. Yeah. I mean, you have so much reserve performance. Well, on that's what engines. I was saying in the beginning. Like, yeah, as an on, on an airliner, I feel like it'd be hard to overload it. I mean, unless you have an engine failure, obviously. But it would be hard to overload it for sure. But you know, I, I mean. It's one thing. Will it take off? 
Yes. Yeah. But remember, you're thinking, okay, I took off out of Chicago O'Hare. Right. Well, if it's I lost an engine. Yeah. I lost an engine. I'm I'm loaded to the gills. I'm I'm supposed to go to San Francisco, so I got a ton of fuel, full bags, full people, everything. I lose an engine. Well, I'm not going to continue to San Francisco. But remember, these airplanes have maximum landing weights that are yeah. thousands and thousands of pounds less than their maximum takeoff weight. Yeah. Well, where what's that weight? That's fuel. fuel. Yeah. That's fuel you have to yeah. burn. You don't dump it anymore. You have to burn it off before you can land. Or you, how bad is the emergency? Okay, it's pretty bad. Let's just land. We're going to do an overweight landing. They got to take the airplane out of service and do a full inspection on it. Make sure nothing broke on that landing. A lot of considerations you're talking about that. I mean, yeah. you got a 10,000 in the airplane. I flew, you got right. a 10,000 pound You're probably difference. not going to want to burn it off if, you just, if you're on one engine. You're probably going to want to land as soon as possible. <laughs> Right. I mean, well, gonna, it depends on it depends on what the emergency is. If you well, know, if you if have an engine a, failure, a, you're not going to want to just yeah. fly around and, on one engine and burn the rest of your fuel off. You probably wouldn't want to get on the ground sooner than later. Well, I can so I can fly around with a dead engine. I guess. I guess. I. I. I mean, I somewhat get what your point is, but right, because then you lose the second engine. Then what? You're screwed. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, there's that, or I can do a significant damage to the airframe when I land. Right. Well, yeah. Why, why can't you if dump the, it anymore? The, they don't. They don't allow you to dump it. No. Or? Well, not in the airplane. I flew, they don't. Not do in the they even have? Do they even have the uh, mechanical capability of dumping no. fuel? No. Mm-mm. They used to. I'm though, sure some they? of the stuff does. Well, I mean, yeah, I know they did. I know they did, but I mean, the APA is nuts. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, what are you going to do? You're going to, you know. How, how, how do you? F- I would think that the safety of the passengers on board would be like, okay, we're going to allow this plane to dump fuel so that these people don't die. Well, well no, no, no. Just go do an overweight landing. If it's something where yeah. the people are going to die, an engine failure is not is not. No, a- but I mean, let's say you have uh, your your landing gear won't come down. You're not gonna. You're gonna want to land with as minimal fuel as possible. Uh huh. So I guess you just uh-huh. have to burn it off. You want to fly around and burn it off. In oh, in, in the dump versus burn yeah, conversation. Yeah, I'm saying like yeah, you don't have an option. Yeah, you don't have an option. You, you should be allowed to dump it because I mean that's your your passenger is going to be traumatized enough knowing that they're about to crash land. <laughs> I bet you could probably. I mean, if they can land something successfully on the Hudson River, you can probably do an piece pavement just fine. Well, of course, but. You don't want a bunch of fuel in there because there's going to be sparks everywhere. Oh, I agree with you. I agree with you. I mean, I, I agree with you 100% on that. I, I didn't know exactly what you meant. But the, just because the engine fails on takeoff doesn't mean that it's a this catastrophic meltdown situation. Well, no, but if it's 100 degrees and you're taking off out of Denver and you got a... That's not even what en- you're worried about. Engine failure. You, gonna- the fuel. <laughs> no, I'm saying I, if you have an engine failure ahead. on takeoff, and it's 100 uh-huh. degrees and you're in Denver, it's probably uh-huh. not going to be good. It might, I would, no, you'll I don't be know. fine. Really? You'll be fine. Really? Well, okay. you can't take off. That's the difference <laughs> with the part 25. Yeah. The numbers, you know, you have to work backwards, and that numbers, they have to work out. Are you, there's bags coming off, there's people coming off, all those things. So if you have to, got to the runway. So you're, you're fine on one engine. Really? So if you do the weight 100%. balance on it and it passes, you could sh- shut one engine off and take off. 
Well, you can't do it from static. From a dead stop. Okay. But if no, you were on, well, yeah, if you, were you can't do that. Out, you won't have any directional if control. If you're past the point of no return and an engine fails, which is V one for everyone. V, okay. Yeah. You'd you'd be able to take off. Hundred percent. If you did your job, which I mean, in, in the airlines, yeah, you're. I mean, this is you have to every yeah. every single flight. Yeah. yeah. Anything part twenty five is doing this. They do this yeah. every single takeoff. We have numbers, so we we put in the data, and um, we come back with a weight and balance uh, figures as far as balance and actual weight, and that will basically tell us whether we can take off at that weight. It takes all the conditions, all the, the runway we're using, so how much pavement do we have, how much do we weigh, and the ambient conditions. So if you know it's too hot, you know the runway's too short, we're too heavy. It will do what it needs to do, and it will tell us, you know, you're overweight. So, you know, if, if the runway, you know, if it's a if it's a long runway, twelve thousand feet, chances are you're not going to have your problems. If it's five thousand feet, you may have takeoff weight, or you know, take off at a different time of day. If you know you it depends on what value, uh, variables you can change as the operator. Can you take off early in the morning when it's cooler, or in the evening when it's cooler? That's going to obviously help your, you know, your cl- your climb numbers. So. All everything is all based upon an engine failing. All the numbers we compute are based on that engine, knowing that engine is gonna fail. Are we still gonna clear that mountain, clear that ridge, that hill, whatever? Are we gonna be able to do it? That's part twenty. That's the beauty of part twenty-five airplanes, which all airliners are, and basically all jets are. Basically all jets. So everybody be you know know that there is. You know you're you're going to be fine if uh, you know the actual numbers are even close. There's some fudge factor which the FAA even allows, as we kind of just talked about the standard average passenger weights. Yeah, so, uh, but that standard average passenger weight is not something you're dealing with operating Part 60 or operating under Part 91. Um, well, under part nine. Well, I. I there's so I mean there's so much to that too, but uh typically typically no typically no you it wouldn't even it wouldn't even wouldn't even come into account until you're you know part one thirty five, which is you know okay. unscheduled air carrier. Gotcha. And so even then, then you have to have more than ten passenger seats. Under part one thirty five for yes. that to start to be. Yep. Turbojet powered, more than 10 passenger seats. Then you can dig into that advisory circular and start using. And they still has to be approved by the FAA. You know, just because you meet those couple things doesn't mean anything. The FAA has to let you use standard average passenger weights. You know, but if you're if you're an operator who specializes, you know, from flying, you know, uh, hunters that, you know, these good old boys weighing, you know, 220, 230, 250, and they're bringing back hundreds of pounds of meat a person that's going to skew the average the standard average passenger weight that is basically derived from you know literally doctor's offices for you know like data from doctor's offices um you know kind of a a a, a representation of the american population you're going to that's going to be way skewed you're talking about a very specific demographic of people they're going to really skew you very very heavy obviously the fa is going to be like dude is it- you fly hunters to and from these lodges. We're not going to let you use 190 pounds when your average pasture weighs 260. You know, 
so different different countries probably have different standard average passenger weight too. Then because like I would sure like so we do in the summer. Yeah. We go from and I don't want to be too specific, but it's something like 184 in the summer to 190 in the winter. Because people weigh more. So at the airlines, we would have to go in and change that sometimes. Yeah. Seasonally, so I can't remember what the dates are anymore. So if you were you flying internationally, and like let's say. Edit that if out. You've oh, got, that was bad. I'm sorry. It's not. It's in poor taste. Um, <laughs> I'll edit that comment. But you, the missed listener, missed a comment from Scott that was in poor taste. Um, if you have the the registration, U.S. registration, and you have a U.S. pilot's license in your pocket, it's you're still complying mainly with U.S. laws for the for that kind of stuff, aren't you? You're going to have to go by – typically, like, you know, the U.S. laws, ICAO, so the International Civil Aviation uh, excuse me, Organization, they, they kind of – I mean, it's pretty much a world um, – accepted world round. They're, I mean, they're pretty much the most uh, strict. Um, but there's, like, you know, certain annexes, Annex 6 of the – all kinds – I, I don't even know. But you have to basically go by operate in accordance with – where you're flying is the bottom line. Gotcha. What's more restrictive or which is typically going to be fine for us. Any law that we follow here would apply pretty much everywhere. I don't know. I don't know what, you know, I, you know, I don't fly all over the world, so I don't know what's more strict, but if you're doing ICAO or anywhere you'd reasonably fly, ICAO standards are going to keep you safe and legal. There may might be some some things, you know, but but I don't know that I don't do that type of flying. Yeah. All right. Scott, are you done with the uh the weight and balance stuff? Yep. Right. Well, There's plenty more to that, and I would I would be more prepared if I mean I, I would love to talk about it more. I'm just not prepared. Um I hope that was somewhat satisfactory. Yes. Okay, cool. Um, all right, wrap this up. Uh, email is our preferred method of communication. Oh, oh before we do that, uh, I got uh, another review in the Apple I, um, Apple blah, 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 podcast app. Uh, five-star review. Different and ister- interesting. Gene Kelp, fun to listen to as it's a bunch of pilots sitting around chatting about flying knowledge or rules and then the other pilots chatting about what and why. And it goes into stories and or maybe some silly antics. It's awesome. Helps me remember. Thanks, guys. Thank you yes. for the uh, the five star review. Yes. Uh, and you know like- that's exactly the type. Of, that's exactly what I want. Help. That's I, I hope helps me to remember. I don't know exactly what he or she is saying in this. I don't know. I don't know how to take that. I've spent time thinking about what they mean when they say helps me to remember. I think it takes more relaxed learning, maybe. Like we're saying information, but we're very, very laid back about how we present it. So it's not as intimidating and it's more relatable. I don't know. Helps you, it helps them to remember the not the, like the knowledge content. Email, email Lee. Um, okay. If, if you're listening. Yeah, if you're still. listening. Uh, sorry if we butchered your name. We don't know. We do apologize. Gene. We've done a lot of show prep. He's probably done a lot of by now. Adult beverages. Uh, 
possibly. Um, for possibly butchering the name. It, it is, it's a username on this. It may not even be like a name name. Maybe we're just reading too much into it. Um, but yeah, thank you. We, we like five-star reviews. We love five-star written reviews because it allows us to read and interact um, than just clicking the five-star button. Although we do like it when you do that as well. Uh, email is our preferred method of communication. My email is F-A-R-A-I-M at robertberger.com, spelled B-E-R-G-E-R, the German way, not the sandwich way. Mr. Griffin is F-A-R-A-I-M at LeeGriffing.com, G-R-I-F-F-I-N-G. And Mr. Boris is F-A-R-A-I-M at ScottBoris.com, B-O-R-E-S. And um, if you like the show uh, and you are listening on an app that allows positive feedback go ahead and do that and uh you don't or do email just like the email um it's good stuff uh we do appreciate it um that's all i got this week take care guys me too thanks guys thanks Everybody say something on their track so it doesn't cut you off. Blah, blah, blah. Good blah, blah, blah. Very rumble. I just want to jump right into this. Scott pussying out saying he's got to shit. I didn't get any sleep last night and I've been driving all day. Yeah. Well, yeah, me too. Well, yeah. We could have started this at 3.30 was the original plan. I've been loading planes and driving all day and didn't get no sleep. What have you been doing? Playing games, um, making show notes. Yeah, for no, I'm, ten, I'm talking, ten behind I'm talking right to Lee. I'm playing games. Uh, I think he's, I think he's raising children. Is the main. Yeah, you know, I worked this morning. I got up at six. Yeah, well, so did I. Then flew flew an airplane from Naples. You probably slept the whole time. No, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. Well, I'm just saying, I'm. Tired and I'm already tapped out my caffeine use for the day. So let's roll.